Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Greens with farva beans sounds delicious. You know what's funny? And I don't even know how we can bring this topic to air. But so we're, we're discussing episode 803, What's Eating Dexter Morgan. And this episode is somewhat infamous, or I don't even know what the word is, but it takes a weird turn in terms of we deal with a cannibal. Um, little, little head nod and Colton, I actually don't know if you knew this, but like there's a whole Dexter book based on cannibals. It's called uh, Dexter is Delicious. I... Okay, I didn't know the name of it. I remember you talking about it before that it's like a pack of cannibals or something like that or a group of cannibals, something along those lines. I want to say I remember you or I do think it was like a cult of cannibals trying to attack Dexter. I just don't remember the specifics of it. But yeah, there there was a book. It was called Dexter is Delicious. I, to my memory, it was a little bit of a weird book. It wasn't exactly most of the books are really good. Um I just don't remember it being like it's almost like the um, the the I don't know I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of an analogy in terms of how it fits in. It just the, the Dexter books do a really good job in terms of serial killers and whatnot, and this one just didn't fit. You know, um, Jennifer's on on the chat. She's actually agreeing with you. She said it was definitely one of the weirder novels. Oh yeah, yeah. And it didn't have okay. like the, it didn't have like the kick to it. You, you know how kind of like the season six uh, DDK. Colin Hanks and uh, and uh, James Geller just like doesn't hit as well as yeah. like, the other villains. It was kind of like the same thing for the books. And obviously the book and this episode have no connection, but just uh, something I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, all right. So two things I wanted to get into. I do have three questions again. I forgot to ask you. I forgot to tell you beforehand, but okay. you could just answer them offhand. It's not like anything big. Something I did want to bring up and I don't want to get too much into it, but I, I just... I don't know. I just kind of like just want to say it just because it's like we've I've been quarantined all fucking week. Uh, literally this week, starting about a week ago is when I got hit really hard. I fucking got COVID. I am a vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am a vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. So and I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I got COVID and then my wife and my child left me. And that was one of the most depressing things ever in my life. And then because of COVID, though, because of COVID, actually, that's why they actually completely unrelated. They just left me. Uh, I don't blame them, but so my wife and kid left me. They left the house for two days. They came back. I was quarantined in my own house, getting food by the door, like I was a uh, you know in uh, what do you call um, it's like a solitary confinement. You have like a thing, like a blanket over your head. It's like tathering apart. You're like scrivering around. Like We like weren't even allowed to like see each other. It was so terrible. And then to make matters worse, my son, who's six months old, also started getting a pretty high fever, went to the hospital. And if you've gotten COVID tested, you know how much that shit hurts if they go up your nose. My mm-hmm. little six-month-old fucking had to get COVID tested. And just that image in your head, you can just like picture it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bitch when I get when I get tested and God knows what that little man had to go through. He had COVID. Marissa never got tested, but we just assumed she had it because if I had it, the baby had it. She's been the only one watching the baby. How would she know? 
What they'd be like, have you lost? Have you lost your uh, your sense of smell? She's be like, I've had COVID my whole <laughs> life. Oh my god, <laughs> I was the original patient. I'm I'm patient zero. <laughs> well, dude, dude, you, you want to know what's crazy? And what what Colton is referring to is Marissa does not have a sense of smell pre COVID before. You know, it was I probably spent two hours on our first date talking about that, not believing her, and I I now lost my sense of smell. I realized it the other morning making coffee and I was like, I can't smell this. And I just started freaking out for like two minutes. I was just like, I can't smell anything. I picked up anything in my area, just mm-hmm. started smelling stuff and I can't smell anything. I lost my sense of smell. My taste. Have is, you gotten it back? No, no. Still right now. I was, uh, oh, I, was, wow. I was making coffee early. Oh no, I was cooking. I was cooking uh, broccoli, rob and chicken cutlets and just that like overwhelming aroma that's usually in your house, the garlic and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, I still can't smell. And I just like freaked out. Um, so that's 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 uh, my little story of what I've been dealing with this week. Um, and it fucking sucks. And I'm not going to get into it. I do fully believe if I was not vaccinated, I would have definitely been hospitalized. And who knows what else? Uh, obviously, yeah. I live in Florida. If you know the news about what's happening in Florida, you know um, what's happening. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um because, you know, I, I'm friends with some of these people on for my personal social media and stuff. So, you know, we kind of all know a little bit about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I think we're all recovering. I'm recovering slowly, but that's that. I'm still here, unfortunately. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our three questions and then we can get into the episode. Okay. Uh, my first question is... And again, like I said uh, last week, if you don't want to listen to this, if you didn't want to listen to me having COVID, you can go ahead and fast forward in the timestamps. Uh, first question, any good podcasts or a podcast you're into recently that you think is worth of note? Um, well, kind of, I mean, yes. Oh, I actually, there's a specific podcast I've been listening to a lot recently. It's called Small Town Murder. Um it's I'm, I'm really into the true crime type podcast. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people are into true crime podcasts, right? There's last podcast on the left. There's um, what is it? Crime, uh, crime talk. There's our, your favorite murder, stuff like that. Well, there's this one. It's still a really popular one. So it's not like it's an underground one, but it's called small town murder. <clears throat> it's these two guys that um, they are, they're, they're both comedians and they just talk about like, unknown murders like like ones that you've probably never heard of hence the small town part so it's all like murders that happen in small towns and they um their whole motto is that they will make fun of the crime they'll make fun of the um, perpetrators but they don't make fun of the victim because they may be assholes but they're not scumbags and so like that's their like little catchphrase um it's each episode's a little long which i love so each episode's around an hour and a half to two hours long so but they are go into a lot of detail and some of them are pretty like um some of the murders like little kind of trigger warning they go into like some of the details and stuff like that so it can be a little hard to listen to sometimes but it's also this is real like this is real life stuff and they add some humor to it which makes it somewhat palatable i guess so i recommend it they have a live show i almost went to one of their live shows but it got in texas it was actually not far from me and it got canceled um because that was the week that covid shut down texas was their Mm -hmm. last live show here and so i was going to go and watch them but 
I would I, one day I will. I mean, it's just one of those eventually. So yeah. I I like them. It's it's something fun to listen to if you're yeah. if you're into that if you're into that stuff. Um. So we've done the podcast. Um. And again, just refreshing people if whether or not they know us. Me and Colton, we we did we actually have met in real life. Colton came to my wedding. Yeah. And we've met we met through my Six Feet Under podcast, and we you mm-hmm. know um, whatever we talk a lot of podcast stuff. But obviously we've whatever we done and i believe like if we lived closer me and colton would be more you know family friend oriented you know our kids would hang out this and that Um, regardless regardless of everything something that me and colton will never ever agree on is podcast length nope (laughs) nope anytime i mention true crime he victor's just like what the fuck you listen to that for i almost ended i almost ended the stream Uh, (laughs) colton is someone colton is the and I do think we do represent the podcast community. There are people who enjoy the way you do the two hours. Give me, you know, make the episodes long. I love it. Mm-hmm. And me where I just, I want to be in and out over an hour. If I see the podcast is over an hour, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to listen to some of it here then some of it there. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, when, when you said that, you, I was just like, Wow. We're we're gonna we're gonna be eighty years old, probably have no idea who each other are, and just gonna be like, "Are you still listening to that old pod, that long podcast? Are you still listening to Joe Rogan in his five hour episodes? He has good guests. I'm telling you, Victor, he's got the good guests. You're not gonna be alive to listen to the end. (laughs) Um, podcast. I'm gonna read off a few podcasts I'm listening to, with one in specific. Um, I started listening to this podcast called the Horror Virgin Podcast. It's sort of where one guy doesn't like horror movies, but they make him watch it, and they they go over all the classics. I've really been enjoying listening to that podcast. That sounds um, interesting. I found a Bat-Ass podcast, which is Batman the Animated Series. Uh, they review two actual – one guy who used to work for DC. They're actual um, comic writers and artists. Mm-hmm. Um and they go over each episode of the Batman the Animated Series podcast, which is I find it pretty cool. I started the mm. Last of Us podcast today. No, uh, yeah, the Last of Us is uh, the video game. But one podcast I'm listening to, and this is my real nerdy self coming out. It's called Tandem Legends. It's this guy and the girl who play the Legend of Zelda games, and they go over like each part of the game as they play it. If you're a Zelda fan, it's awesome because it's like just you just get to like nap. go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they just go over. Um, and each episode's like 55 minutes, which is just like shivers down my spine. <laughs> Four minutes too long. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm listening to. Yeah. No, I like we are two complete because like, I that's exactly we are two complete opposite spectrums, but the two probably biggest spectrums of podcasting right there. Yeah. Uh, Sean just asked uh, there is a pod Batman animated series podcast. Yes, it's called the Bat Ass Podcast. It's B-A-T-T-A-S-S. And they do two episodes per episode, which, you know, is pretty cool because a Batman animated series episode is only like 20 minutes. Um pretty cool such a definitely good show. definitely or check it out such a great show um my second question is are you a return the cart guy oh 100 i used to be a um one of my very first job my very first job in college i worked for kroger's um i say kroger's versus kroger i know but um 
I worked for Kroger and um, I was a, I was a cart boy for six months, I think, uh, before I was able to do stocking. And I will rec- I will I will walk a mile to turn that cart in. Please do it. Do a common courtesy. Turn that cart in, please. Yeah. Uh, so am I. I do think I think society as a whole is better because we are return the cart people. And if you think of how little time it takes, and that's not even mentioning, I know that's like someone's job to do it, but that doesn't make it any better. Um, yeah, yes. the job is to take the cart from the cart holding corral. It's right. not to go through the parking lot <laughs> and get the tipped over carts. And God forbid the little locks have gone into place because I went too far. Sorry, I will. No, I will go you. on a ta- I will go on a tangent on that. Yeah, yeah. I um I oh, see. I am return the cart to the store. I don't even go in the huts. I go. I go. I go like I'm going for round two. Um, if I am, I'm normally in the corral and I, but I am this guy. I, I, and Meg gets so mad at me sometimes. I'm this guy. When I go to the corral and the carts aren't like even, I'll actually start pulling out carts to make them go in even. And I'll make a line just cause I'm like, no, I know what this feels like when you have to go through and you're having to do all this stuff, not even just for the employees, but then you have like elderly people where they can't get the cart in or people with disability and they can't get it in because you have carts like stacked, like three tight and stuff like that. So I will literally go in there and rearrange them just so they go in in a single file line. And yeah. And what's funny about that is I used to do that pre COVID and it didn't even matter. Still got COVID pre COVID. I would, <laughs> put all the carts back for sure but i i more... kills it. i mean oh, I'm, I'm sorry i'm not yeah that i don't know i guess i don't worry about touching the stuff because i got all the alcohol and the thing like i do i'm not saying you didn't do that but no i know i mean yeah i was as safe as safe could be and i still got it regardless like um yeah i i go i go right back to the store uh and i try the the you're better the, than me on that <laughs> the no, more you, are, you know yeah, what yeah. though but you know what though? Going back to the the corral is not wrong. Like you're you're way better than putting it right next to your car. So no, I that's can't. just um mm-hmm. that's just differences of. And you know what? I I guess I can't lie because I guess I don't do it all the time. Especially like I got a kid now, so it's like a lot harder to do that shit with. Um, well, I was just gonna say something. The sweetest, like most gratifying thing you can do is you're walking it back to the store, and someone gives you that head nod. And you're like, we're, we're, we're going to fucking have an exchange right here. And, um, I don't know if you have these near you, but when you put the quarter, the quarter in to get it out mm-hmm. and, you yeah, do, Aldi's. and you do, and you do one of, yes, Aldi's, that's exactly what happens. And I do one of these, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dad. You're such a delegate. <laughs> Get yourself a sodi pop with that. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Thank I'm you. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying for that oh shit. Oh my god. So true story, really quick on all these, not to take up too much time, because you're saying that. Uh my I'm I'm from a really small little town in Central Texas originally where I grew up. They got an Aldi's after I left. Like randomly they have an Aldi's. No little towns in Central Texas have Aldi's. I don't know why this town has one, but they have an Aldi's, right? There's no homeless well I, I'm not saying there's no homeless people. It's it's a little town called Brownwood. I'm not saying there's no homeless people, but I never saw a homeless person other than when we went to the big cities, right? 
when Aldi's first opened, they had this dude that would just walk around the parking lot. And anytime people were unloading their groceries, he'd be like, I'll take your card in. Don't worry about it. And then uh, he would collect the quarter. And that's what yeah. he would do all day. Dude made bank. You got to think about it. Quarter, 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 quarter. In the course of an hour, guy would make like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. all he would do all day. Just sitting there. All these didn't stop him from doing it. So, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, um, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I walk away like uh like the like um like it was an action movie. Like I just flick my cigarette and like <laughs> put your sunglasses. Just walk in and, yeah. Keep it. Um my last question, uh ninety one divided by seven. Oh god damn it. Um ninety one divided by seven. Oh my god. Uh seven. I can't do this. Nope. Just not even doing it. No. We're not. <laughs> People can hear my wheezing now. Oh my god! <clears throat> Let me just pull up my calculator. Actually, <laughs> thirteen because it is Friday the thirteenth. Wow. Was that where we were going? Oh no, I was just thinking of something out oh. out of the uh, out of the ordinary. But um, good job. I- yeah, I had to pull up my calculator. Not, that's not a good job. <laughs> Eight oh three. What's eating Dexter Morgan? Uh, you know where uh, the episode title is from. What is eating Gilbert Grape? The first movie that ever made me cry. No, I've never seen it. What? Never seen it. Oh my god! Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Johnny Depp. Um, what is her name? I cannot think of her name. She was so famous there for a while. Um, Julius. No, yeah, it's Mary Steenberg. Yeah, that's it. Um, never seen her in my life. That's it. She's um, uh, she's Doc's wife in uh, Back to the Future Three, and then um, she oh, was. I know also... her from um, Step Parents. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, she's the mom and uh, stepbrothers, not stepparents, stepbrothers. Yeah, we're we're dealing with a a cannibal, but I think more so it's even um even like the way Dexter ends this episode. Like I consume everyone around me. Like I'm what's wrong, and you know. So there's obviously, and then I never realized what the opening of this episode, like how it's supposed to like foreshadow what's about to happen because the episode opens up and you think it's blood, but it's actually Harrison eating a bunch of popsicles. And, you know, Dexter thinks it's blood and he walks in and he's like, oh, my God, I don't whatever. Um, I this is probably impossible even as an adult. No. Eating a whole box of popsicles. I don't here's, There's here's no where, way. Here's where my mind went. I would be freezing. Like as you're eating it, you're going to get colder. Oh, so, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's, I know I that. Know, that's um, where my mind went. Well, I know, like, okay, so Grace is addicted to popsicles right now. Like, that is her thing. She's addicted to them. So anytime we even mention something and it sounds like popsicle, she wants a popsicle. Like, that is her, like, big thing. So she gets one popsicle a day. That is what we give her. We give her these, like, real fruit ones and stuff like that. That's after we've had dinner. It's like, you know what? You want a snack? You can have a a popsicle. So we give it to her. And... Even doing that, I'll eat one every once in a while with her because um, there's these lime ones that I really like, and I, I it burn it like burns my throat. They're so cold. Like if I'm eating it too fast, I'm just like I can't. I yeah no. There's no way I could eat a whole box. No. Uh, but I, I do like the idea of like how it's supposed to foreshadow you know the rest of the episode. Um, 
in terms of storylines, I have, you know, Deb and they kind of get intertwined at some point, but Deb and then Dex and Vogel, if you want to split it into that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have. And then I have a tiny bit on Quinn, not very much, but just a tiny, it's more of like a little observation of Quinn, but so let's, let's divide it then into Quinn, Dexter and Vogel and then Deb. We have a new feature here on the Digging Dexter podcast. We now have a wheel. So, Colton, I'm going to spin the wheel, and you're going to let me Ooh. know where, where it lands on. Morning Zoo. Oh, wow. <laughs> where where, where did it land, Colton? It landed on Dr. Vogel. That's crazy. Oh, my that's, God. I was wanting to that's, talk. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. Um, so, again, I have like – I'm going to wrap this in with Dexter if that's okay. Yeah. Just because in, in terms of how it um, all, all corroborates together. Uh, Dexter arrives to Lyle, Sus- Lyle Sussman's cabin, and we see that the brain surgeon repurposed the crime scene in hopes of uh, getting Miami Metro off the case. And, you know, the next scene is we see that the brain surgeon sends two pieces of the brain to Vogel. Remember, like mm-hmm. his and hers. And then he texts her, hey, it's outside. And I know it's a show and maybe that's my answer. But like if the brain surgeon, we are assuming, wants to kill Vogel, mm-hmm. or at least we're led to believe. Why doesn't he just do it right there? I guess it's a show, right? I, yeah. Let's just say it's a show and we could we can move on. I mean, we well, we kind of know, I guess, why. Like, if you know how that show's gonna end, but Sure, sure. Yeah. I was just kinda like, this is stupid, just go out there. <laughs> just go take care of it already. But whatever. I guess I guess, I guess it, I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in the Colton's shoes when I first watched it. I guess that he thinks it's a game and he's just wanting to toy with them. Sure, that could be it. Yeah, that's just a. I guess it's a nitpick. I'll, 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 I'll admit to that. Uh, Vogel, while talking with Dexter, realizes how bad Dexter feels for uh, because of Deb, and like she's sort of straight up analyzing him on the spot. And like even when they're 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 talking later at her place, Vogel brings up the point of like, and again, um, I repeat myself every episode now, but I just think it's important if you're talking about the the arc of the Dexter character. And Vogel says, like, you know, if you're such a big bag psychopath and the number one rule of the code is don't get caught. And she straight up says, like, why, why didn't you kill Deb? Because, yeah. like, obviously, right, you kill anyone that knows anything. And we've seen that been a total lie. I mean, you have Lumen all of season five. Um, but I think it's just sort of driving home the point of obviously he is. What's, it, what's the point he says? I mean, he's a unique, a unique monster or whatever, basically. Right. And I think that's why Vogel keeps saying, like, you're perfect. You're perfect. Because, like, you have mm-hmm. feelings, you know, right from wrong. And you, like, have these, you know, and you're able to kill, which <laughs> most people can't do. Most people um, cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then again, it's like Dexter, the idea of how much he's lying to himself about just everything. You know, I just think it's, like, funny how the whole. That's the whole yeah. circle. Well, and it's kind of like what you've brought up that I keep kind of forgetting about when I'm thinking about the show. His inner monologue can't be trusted because Dexter lies to himself. And it's this is a prime example of him lying to himself, I guess. Right. Is the kind exactly. of the way to put it. Like, it's one of the same. I, I, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. 
Uh, so we get this episode's, um, I guess, kill of the week, so to say, Ron Galuzzo. We, we find that this this Ron Galuzzo was a patient of Vogel's. Mm-hmm. When they meet at the mall, mm-hmm. was that not one of the weirdest things? I, okay, him going to the mall alone is it is a very okay. This is you know how we talk about like uh, the texting dates the show and like there's a couple different things that date it. Okay, one is and I have this on my on my notes is he finds him. Did you catch the name of the app that he found him on? Dude, I was gonna screenshot it, but I think that's when you finally signed on. But yes, friend zone. <laughs> like yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so he finds him and it's so it's so cheap looking i don't <laughs> think that was ever a real app and if it was then it was cheap, oh no so. no it, it was it was the the easiest way for them to not do the facebook <laughs> right or book or book face or whatever um yes it's it's so funny the the, the friend zone the friend zone <laughs> so he finds him on that okay that alone was kind of cheesy but okay he goes to the mall which i'm kind of like this is weird but then i'm like okay i forget that I haven't been to a mall in I don't know how long. Um, the whole like kiosk and stuff like that. I forget that those were a big thing at the time. And that part was kind of weird to me that that's how he's fighting it. But then I'm also like, well, this is like the perfect cover for a serial killer. Like, it's actually kind of genius. Like, it really actually is. The whole measuring his body fat and stuff. I'm like, if a if I'm at a. At a, at a mall and I'm going through and I'm like, oh, this kind of seems like a cool elliptical. Like, I'm not really obviously into that. If this because and some guy comes up and is like, let me measure your body fat. No, get the fuck away from me, sir. But Dexter like goes for it. He's just like, yeah, let me let me flex out my muscles real quick for you. <laughs> I just couldn't tell. Is he like supposed to be? You know what? <sighs> no, he's it's- a guy looking for his meal. That is what he is. He's supposed to be creepy because he's at the grocery store. That's how I took it, at least. The mall's this dude's grocery store. That's exactly what it is. Yes. I guess you're right. It just it was so awkward. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, get on here and and whatever. You, you, know, you know what I guess didn't help me is I never got to see him perform. When I mean, like, capture somebody, kill them. Okay. Them up. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, I never like really believed it. It was him. If, if we were in 2013, I may have been like, hey, this guy, this cannibal is going to come back. Cause like there's too much, there's too much there for them to just throw it away for an episode. Obviously, spoiler alert. Um, this is a one and done. Like we never hear the name a- anything again. Yeah. It's just, just that interaction at the, ho- at the hospital, at the, um, at the mall was so weird because it's just like I know he's like scouting Dexter if he's gonna whatever, but like he doesn't do enough to like okay, Dexter is gonna be my next victim. You know what I mean? And you know what part of it too is we don't see Dexter take him down at the end. We just see him kill him. Like he's just in the room already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it was a cool concept. It just was odd and we'll get to like his house in a little bit. You know what I did expect, which I wish they would have done this when he was measuring his body fat and stuff like that. I kind of wish that he would have done like when he was doing the testing and all of that. And he goes, Oh, you have a really like low body fat. And it's almost like, he's like, you need to do this workout. You know what I wish he would have done if he had done it. He's like, Oh, you have a really low body fat, like been like almost disappointed. 
Like he's right, like, right, basically right, like right. you're too lean. This is not going to be good meat essentially. Right. Yeah, that would yeah. have been, had they done that little something, I think it would have made it maybe a little more apparent, I guess. I don't know. S- something I wanted. I think I started saying it in the beginning of the episode, but then I went back and I don't feel like having this conversation on air. I just want to acknowledge it <laughs> that me and Colton have had this conversation before. Would a human taste good? Because in the end, we're meat. And I don't want to get into it because it makes us sound... Oh, let's get it. No, we're, you're already bringing it up. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because we both have the same answer. So like, we can go ahead and get into it. Yeah, it's out I, there. I think it's absolutely disgusting that you think about that. Why? What do you think? <laughs> if it was humanely processed, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no. I think I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset and I forgot where I saw it. I'm not even going to say it. I definitely think if... I think, I think how we entertained the idea was if there was a plate in front of you and it looked like a steak and you had no idea, I don't think the average human would know. If they no. cooked your muscle, like the way you cook a steak, I don't I think, think anyone would know. It, I think it, they would honestly think this is a really good pork chop. I think yeah. I legitimately, I think that's what they would think. That is one of the only, we'll never know the answer. <laughs> But, like, I definitely – I'm with you on that. Um, th- th- there's other stuff I want to say. I just don't want to say it, but <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> okay. If you have eaten someone, please write in and let us know. <laughs> Later. <No. laughs> oh, that's how we get the alphabet boys involved in this podcast. We oh, don't need that. God. No, no, no. <laughs> Later when Dexter okay, so this is this is another thing I brought up and I think I'm getting a little nitpicky this episode, so I just wanna say this and then let's fucking just move on. Okay. You have Dexter goes to Galuto's place to vet him and we find out he's straight up a cannibal. He fucking has in his fridge, you know, thigh, fucking brain. He's marinating a brain in garlic, which it's impossible to do, but whatever. This is a show, it's heightened reality. We've said it before. And you're now, we have a Miami in the past eight years of Dexter's life where there was an ice truck killer going around terrorizing Miami. There was the Bay Harbor Butcher, which was Dexter, but still. You have a Skinner that was skinning people, Trinity, and that whole mm-hmm. FBI thing. You have a Jordan Chase. You have mm-hmm. a Doomsday Killers. That still will- on the run, according to the FBI. All in Miami. Miami is so small for this kind of shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's. <laughs> It's just absurd. You know what I mean? Um, I, I it, This is – it kind of stinks that they decided to bring this up 87 episodes in. But I wonder if something like this could have been brought up as a season-long villain, you know? Well, or, an ex- or um, a person that's consistently brought in because my thing with the whole cannibal thing is he, he has the stuff labeled. He has it labeled. He's – Okay, you talking about the marinating the brain and like it wouldn't be possible and stuff like that. I'm not going to get into the anatomy of it or anything like that, right? Okay, baby girl. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much on that part of it. But um, for him to be doing all of this, this is clearly something he's been doing for a while. He's got his favorite parts where he's like, I've got thigh. I've got this. I've got all of that. No, baby girl. Oh, my goodness. Go to mama. He has a processor. He has a processor. So this is not whoever's in his fridge, in his freezer, is not his first kill, right? So he's been doing this for a while. We've never heard of this cannibal. We've never heard of people that a body's showing up and they're missing key organs that may or may not be delicious tasting. 
Right. I find that extremely hard to believe. And that goes into my notes as well with Quinn and Batista are literally the worst cops to ever exist. But I'll go into that more later. So, <laughs> um, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to think of what you're talking about. But yes. Um, yes. I, I do think this was something that was, you know, like they did last season with uh, Ray Spelter. He was almost like a three episode arc villain mm-hmm. where that definitely felt like that could have been a season long thing. Um, this is just something of all the serial killers that they just sort of bring up, Dexter catches them, they kill them. And sorry, I wish this one was definitely fleshed out a little more. And like, let's face it. We all think one thing when we think cannibal, we think Hannibal, obviously, right. you know, like it's like whatever it's the most, whatever. Um, but yeah, just, just interesting as a whole. Uh, yeah, wow, no, I some, something I totally think I can, I do have sound. Um, the way the episode, and again, we're leaving out a lot because, you know, we have all of Deb's part to talk about. But the way the episode ends, um, I'm going to try and upload it here. The the little little monologue Dexter does at the end, and it's again, it's really difficult to talk about. When I'll bring, you know what? I'll play it once we end Vogel's part. Um, but I just love the way he comes in, and he's like, you know, <laughs> you're fucking disgusting. Also, I'm you. Like I am, I am also disgusting. I fucking eat everyone around me. Um, <laughs> uh, something I want to bring up, and I'm gonna try and I'm gonna bring it back because I think this this episode and the way it ends. If the next episode was the finale, it fucking directly correlates. Like I consume everyone I love, and if you think about oh, the ending of the point. series, like. You know, I I think I you know I could I'll clip it together when we get there. He just I think Dexter says like I ruin everyone around me. Um, I want to bring this back because I think there's other stuff to get into. Um, so we have Quinn and then we have Deb. If you want to, uh, we'll spin the wheel and you let me know what it lands on. Okay. My co-host, Colton, um, what did it land on? It landed on Quinn. Oh, my God. That's a, amazing. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> so go ahead. I have nothing on Quinn, so uh, go ahead. <laughs> I have the smallest amount on Quinn, okay? Uh-huh. Um, my main stuff that I have on Quinn is I. it's more or less questions, I guess, and that I wanted to ask you. And we can ask. I guess we can also ask the audience. This is what's so great about doing um, us live now is – Quinn a good friend or nah? The Deb. Because he goes to Dexter, the one person he probably shouldn't go to, to tell him, by the way, your sister almost got a DWI. So the reason why I'm going to say yes is because I don't think Quinn knows. He knows there's something going on between Dexter and Deborah. But without even knowing that, is that cool to go to your your, your friend's older brother and who is by the way on the job i don't know i think so because it is it's not not only is a professional courtesy just in terms of like quinn gets her out of jail and whatnot but it's also like hey deb has always been like on the straight path and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden she's getting duis and 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 all this shit in terms of like quinn knows the only person that can help you know, the closest person to Deb is Dexter. He doesn't. I, think, I, I get that. 
I think he's doing the right thing. Okay. And I don't think he's a bad friend. More so, if I can alter your question, mm-hmm. is does Quinn have other motives? Which wow. is where I thought you that's were going. Whole, no, that's a whole nother thing that I was like, mm-mm. I, like, you know, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, you know, but I, you know what? I think at this time, as of the end of episode 803, I think Quinn is doing it as a concerned friend. I don't think there's romantic no. things behind it. Um, I think, I think eventually, and I can't, I can't 100% remember how the season folds out. I know eventually what happens, but I do think as of right now, he's not doing it. He's doing it solely as friend mm. while also subconsciously in the back of his head, hoping it leads to something else. Okay. Now, my other part I have on Quinn is just like I was talking about Quinn and Batista, I think are the worst cops ever is because one Batista, that's just a whole up till this season. He's like, let like the most obvious things in front of him. And he, he doesn't see it. I love Batista. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great guy. He's just a horrible cop. Quinn, the reason I'm saying he's a horrible cop is you literally have um, Deb coming in, confessing to murdering. Now, granted, she's confessing to murdering um, LaGuardia. There's all this other evidence out there, but then all of a sudden he's just going to just kind of, oh, yeah, she's just crazy. She's drunk. She doesn't know what she's talking about and just lets it go and never thinks about it again. Mind you, two seasons ago, he was on the dokes aspect of looking at Dexter like Dexter was up to something and wasn't trustworthy. It is a definitely it's a, con- it, it's a yes. convenient thing I feel like, but yeah. Um yes, and I think that's something that always was a little frustrating. But then like this how do you nitpicking I guess. So. No, no, but how do you do the Quinn is onto Dexter? Now he's not onto Dexter. Now he's back onto Dexter because that that very that closely similar is a similar thing to LaGuardia, like, you know, doesn't suspect Dexter all of a sudden suspects Dexter. And then, you know, it's kind of like the season seven. So I think just to think to have that twice where I wish they would have differentiated a little bit about it or kept Quinn suspicious since season five. I kind of wish they had done that. Right. Always, but like, and then, but then again, you get the you get the same thing all the time. That's this is new dokes, new whatever. There, there wasn't enough maneuvering of the characters to differentiate them between everyone. Um, oh, but they that, had so, so much to do with that. Had they oh, had him yeah. suspicious and dating Deb? Oh my god, that would have been great. So, <laughs> to go back to what we um what I was saying in terms of we were talking about how great Jennifer Carpenter has been this season. And then Sean said in the chat, like, Deb's finally awesome. So I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, let's let's expand on that. So and it's something that we both have said. And I think it's telling for the Jennifer Carpenter, Deb character. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter is better. This is Sean is better at playing broken than playing a straight cop or any love angle. Um, And it's so like she is. Dexter, Michael C. Hall always carries the show. Mm hmm. Jennifer Carpenter has definitely been carrying acting wise this show this season. Oh, a hundred percent. Just just all her acting, all her her brokenness, her just her all of it um is just pretty amazing this this season so far. Um to get into Deb, she wakes up on the side of the road. Uh where she gets pulled over, by the way, 
well, I guess where she's whatever. It's literally across the street from Gower Studios where they do all their film sets. Um, Was it really Miami? What? No, no, no. It's uh, yes, uh, some part of California. It might be Hollywood. This is the same exact location where the Skinner gets Dexter in season three, okay. and Deb picks up funeral pictures in uh, season five. Um, this is just a very used location. Uh, I have pictures, but it rotates so much, whatever. Um, wow, Colton, you know what's so funny? I have almost the same question that you have. I have I, I have in my notes, I have in probably the most genuine relationship character to character moments is Quinn really trying to help Deb. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't even realize I wrote that. But just the way he's obviously probably the only non-judgmental positive person in her life like obviously mm-hmm. elway's there um but yeah uh which Deb, by, go ahead mm-hmm. i'm sorry oh, i was just gonna say the opening to this is and i don't know if this is just like a little thing that they're just so doing it so well because one of the things that like she says at one point i don't remember if it was when quinn was driving her home or if it was when she was in the um the quote unquote drunk take, but she wasn't actually in the drunk take because they were being nice to her. It just the way that they have her presented and everything. Talk about a TV show I could taste in my mouth. Like I have definitely been so drunk in my life where I'm just like not saying I've driven drunk before, but unfortunately in college I've probably driven drunk before. Um but you wake up and you don't know where you are or something like that, or you don't remember how you got there. And it's just the, that nasty taste in your mouth. That's all I could taste in when I watching this, I was just like, Oh God, because they do it. They do it so well. Like she does it so well. She legitimately looks hung the fuck over and it just plays it so well. Again, like what Sean's saying, she plays a very good broken character and stuff like that. I don't know what it is about that moment, but I I had to put that in my notes. I was like, this is like, I can actually like feel this. It's just something I wanted to really like bring in again, her acting so well, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yes. You're, you're right. In terms of like, I didn't taste it like you're saying. And I, and I get it. You're, you're so, you're so in tune with like what, what you're watching that you just pick up on something. I felt it just in terms of that, like, all I want to do is sleep, but I have to like move. You know what I mean? Um, I'm with you 100%. And I, I agree. Uh, Dexter goes by Elways to see Deb. And mm-hmm. we get this thing where he gets Deb to agree to dinner. Um, and, and sort of tied in with this. And I didn't realize, you know, this is something I pick up on while, while trying to analyze the episode. Deb is getting like infiltrated by Elway about Quinn and her mm-hmm. past life. And I just realized that they were sort of setting up like, like, hey, remember Quinn and Deb were engaged and it started out because the beginning of season six, like Quinn was going to propose. But we get this like, you know, this that's how Deb became lieutenant, right? Mm-hmm. Where she was like a star on the rise and that's how she got in there. And, that, you know, there was a the whole LaGuardia and Quinn thing. But there was this YouTube video that was apparently really popular because Deb saved a person's life. But we get... Dexter brings Deb to dinner to try and help her in terms of like, hey, you're slipping. I want to show you you're still a good person. You know, you're not killing LaGuardia. It doesn't make you an evil person. You, you've you done a lot of good in this world. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, I'm so, I'm such a little bitch this episode. Dexter getting this guy at the restaurant the same way, at the same time Deb is there, is just 
literally impossible. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I was just like, wait a second. How would this even work out? Where like, does he track this guy's like every Saturday? He goes to the same shitty Italian restaurant, <laughs> like with like really bad like decor and stuff. Like, I didn't understand that at all. That was no. I would. I'll, I'll nitpick the fuck out of that. And he and he just so happens to get the seat that's like within perfect angle and stuff like I that. No, I was just like, no. okay, like all right, this is dumb, but fine. The the point the point of Dexter just trying to show Deb. I was not as much able to make the correlation, and I'll actually ask the chat to put it into words better than I can, because what's sort of happening at the same time is Elway and Deb are investigating, excuse me, everybody, investigating this woman who believes her husband's cheating on her. They get pictures where it's clear as day he's cheating on her. They bring it to her. Go ahead. Really quick, just because remember last episode I brought this up. Remember the or maybe it was the first episode. I think it was the first episode. I was like, remember bringing up the drinks. Like I was like, oh, remember how Elway's got like that crazy drink where you like you snap the top, and then all of this, and he's got these crazy herbs. I don't know what it is. This dude loves drinks. He's got all these crazy powders. I don't know what it is. I just wanted to keep bringing this up. Who in their right mind is this obsessed with beverages? I don't understand. When I was quote unquote recovering. Like I said, I still have it. I was very dehydrated. I forgot I have all these little thing where it's like, I think the buzzword is electrolytes. And if it just says yeah. electrolytes, yeah. So I have all these little drinks. I'm literally looking at it and I was trying to rehydrate myself uh, without even making a connection of what you're saying. I have all these little things that I, I am obsessed with when I get sick or dehydrated <laughs> of like electrolytes, electroblast. <laughs> it's Chinese herbs and medicinal properties, specially formulated. Knock the hangover right out of you there you go uh, yeah Sorry. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and it's just like kool-aid like it's not it's nothing that <laughs> just doesn't taste good that's all it is <laughs> um so elway is gets these pictures of this woman and brings it to her and she's like nope that's not my husband it's not in the clearest day it's not in the clearest light the light's not great it's not a, a head-on shot of him i don't believe it i'm gonna pay you see you later Mm-hmm. All of this is to say, you know, Elway tells Deb, like, hey, you know, Deb is like, well, what what the hell? You know, she couldn't have any more proof. And he says, people are used to living in denial. It's easier. Mm-hmm. Is that is does Deb take that as like she's in denial that she's a bad or a good person? Because yeah. this is what catapults her to do the confession. confession. That's how I took it. Yeah. Okay. That she was essentially living in a denial to the point that she not so much that she isn't denying what Dexter is because she clearly knows what Dexter is. She clearly talks about what Dexter is, but the the, the denial of the part of I'm not an act like I'm not a good person. Like in her mind, she's living in denial thinking that she is somewhat of a good person and that you know, she's having to live with this guilt when she could not live in this denial anymore by confessing and whatever that may be comes from it. That's how I, that's how I took, I took it. So this ending, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm like wrapping it up all as one, but I, 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 I said in our first podcast in terms of this show is lazy writing versus bad writing compared it to game mm-hmm. of Thrones. And something here is where, I got pretty annoyed 
in terms of a cop-out. And what I mean by that is Deb has her breaking point. She heads into Miami Metro. She's completely drunk, wants to confess. She does so while never mentioning Dexter, right? We spoke about Mm -hmm. it. She just says, I killed LaGuerta. I was there. Quinn is doing his best to be like, no, it wasn't you. We have the evidence. The strata's gone, et cetera, et cetera. So I remember like this was a trailer moment. She walks in. I want to confess to killing LaGuerta. (gasps) If how much better is this scene where if Deborah's like, no, I killed her. And she's like, no, it wasn't you. And she's like, no, it was Dexter. It was me and Dexter. Uh, that's crazy. That's insane. Dexter's the Bay Harbor Butcher. To your point, he, he killed Trinity. That's where Quinn's ears may perk up. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Chase. like Deb, I, I guess my point is, Deb is spiraling out of control, but only I like 25%. I don't think she wants to take Dexter down. I think that... The only reason I say that, the only reason I say this, okay, is uh, one of my notes that I have is um, uh, Dr. Vogel mentions to Dexter something. I don't I don't remember the exact quote, um, but it was something along the lines of sacrifice. Deb's willing to sacrifice selfish love for him. Deb doesn't want to take him down. Now, obviously, the reason I put that down in my notes is because something Dexter says foreshadows. I am so sorry foreshadows like a motherfucker about how this season ends right so the selfless the selfish act of lovely oh my god i am so sorry the sacrificing of the selfish love that she has she wants to take herself down she doesn't care about that i don't think she cares to take dexter one way or the other i don't think she cares what honestly happens to him at this point she just wants to live guilt-free at is all that i can figure that's just kind of how i i've taken this so you're not i i get that point i get deb is not there to take down dexter she's there to confess what i mean is as she's talking quinn is like everything you're saying is insane none of it makes sense she doesn't want to input she's willing to lie i think this is where it gets kind of like a weird catch on this i think she's still willing to lie about how it all happened to not implicate dexter but then what the hell is this confession? Like it's not because she, because whether Dexter was there or not in her head, it doesn't matter. She's still the one that pulled the trigger. That's how I maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. It, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm not saying it makes sense, but the fuck the half the show doesn't make sense when you look at some of the stuff that's going sure, on. Sure. Sure. So that's how I think it is, is I don't think she wants to, imp- to put Dexter out there and she's willing to lie but she's still willing to confess herself, which ultimately, if it was to even happen and she was to confess all this, they would still be like, well, a lot of this shit still doesn't make sense. She'd probably get off. I mean, I, I guess I guess what you're saying, you know what? You're taking the the correct writer's approach in terms of answering, like, why isn't she going full 100 percent off off the rails? I'm playing corporate. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing corporate i'm playing a corporate maverick i just think (laughs) you can really increase the tension if she mentions dexter and everything and it just it just amplifies the situation because we get the moment of dexter arrives he puts his magic needle in quinn's not like hey 
she's passed out hunched over you. I know she was drunk, everything. And the situation just sort of... Because even there's like a hilarious moment where I have to imagine the actor, Desmond Harrington, after he opens the door on screen, he's like, whoa, what was that? In his head, he has to be like, am I really, as a cop, am I really just like, did that just happen? And I'm not even going to think twice of it. You know what I mean? And it's everything. Like, all of a sudden, like, oh, she just passed out. But she was just screaming two seconds ago. Right, right. Like, Yeah. And, and wow. I, I just think I just think it adds for some crazy tension if they're in what that room. To the, what happened to the pad she was writing on? I'll just conveniently forget right, right. that and, and effort hey, was yeah. in there. And like, make make somehow you write you write this scene where they all agree to leave, and Deb's not passed out, and there's some you know there's some shit going on because Vogel's there. You know maybe maybe Vogel convinces her to come out and talk this out. And then, like, Deb doesn't trust her, but Vogel can make herself. She could give herself credibility by, like, having Morgan family secrets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like there's this scene has a huge impact. It's definitely shocking when Deb walks into the station, but mm-hmm. I think you could have done more to it. Um, and, and that's just where I was just like, ah, this is this is where I think if you lazy writing if you wouldn't if you went back over this scene and fine-tuned it to have some actual impact i feel like we start digging you know we we get more out of this scene um and and yeah no i have to agree i no 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 i'm just trying to think i'm kind of processing what you're saying on it and i have to agree i yeah i do i have to agree with what you're saying on it but like like to your point too like it's a show and it's not like this is the first time this has happened in the Dexter show. Like they kind of always take cop out a little bit, so it's not well, new. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just looking at it in terms of like instead I mean, of this just sitting season here, one. What is what is Dokes or Dokes say season one or Dexter say about Dokes of of a uh, uh, an entire department full of cops? This is the only person that uh, has a weird feeling. I mean, we've we've kind of been given this out that all of these cops are essentially bad. Like all of these storylines are going to be nobody is going to be getting onto him other than Dokes, and obviously that's right. not going to happen. Dokes is gone, so I'm, it, we've kind of we've kind of had that cop out. <laughs> yeah, better of wording course. there, but we've had that from episode one. So yeah, and then something that I, I think I realized this episode is. Dexter, almost for the first time in the series, bows down to Vogel in terms of like Dexter clearly cannot handle, you know, he says, I can handle Deb, I can handle Deb, I can't handle mm-hmm. Deb anymore. Finally bows down to Vogel and is like, I need you to help me, gets her to, you know, agrees with her to let her help him. And I think that's a a problem. We finally have Dexter is too big to see, uh, too big to handle, and he clearly needs help, which I like how that um that that portion is done with uh what i wanted to bring up as the end of the episode um what i was bringing up where dexter walks into the room and he's about to kill ron galuzzo and he has i want to play this little clip because it's one of my favorite monologues of the show vogel was right i am perfect but only at one thing.
You're disgusting. Cannibal. Consumer of human flesh. There was a time when I couldn't imagine anyone being what you are. And doing what you do. But now I realize I'm just like you. Consume everyone I love. Oh. So, like I was saying, like this so directly connects to the finale in terms of where Dexter, the character, leaves off. Somewhere along the lines of this next, what, nine episodes, we kind of lose this idea that Dexter ruins everyone around him and it kind of just mm-hmm. gets brought up at the end. But um, <clears throat> something that we, I think we've both agreed on is that, like, it's not it's starting out pretty good. There's like some some lukewarm ideas, you know, not executed good, but like it's an interesting way to have the series close out of where we are. When we start doing the brain surgeon, Hannah and Zach, mm-hmm. it's just like, God, they had the pieces to a decent final season. We'll get into plenty of that whenever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. making me so mad because it's so good right now. You know, um, there's pieces. There's like all the pieces connect, and in a few episodes, we're just gonna get a a, a, a child smashing all the blocks, and everything goes haywire. And it just it's so infuriating. But yeah, that's that's all I have for the episode. If you have anything else, Colton. No, not for this one. Nope. Well, that closes out uh, 803 for us. We are one-fourth done with the season. <laughs> um, we'll try and be back sometime on our live stream. Thank you, everyone, uh, Sean Absolutely. and Jen, for uh, – it, it's nice to be able to bounce off the chat. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you think we are using the chat too much, um, then – fucking join the live stream <laughs> <laughs> otherwise we will talk to you next week to discuss episode 4 804 scar tissue which was named after the red hot chili pepper song under the bridge it was it was actually that episode was written by anthony Kiedis. not a lot of people know that all right everyone we'll talk to you next week <laughs> bye all <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we will talk to you next week to discuss episode 804, Scar Tissue. Which was named after the Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Under the Bridge. It was. It was actually, that episode was written by Anthony Kiedis. Not a lot of people know that. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye, all. (laughs)